Hi, welcome to Astrobabble. I'm Donna from Donna B Astrology. And I'm Linda from Scallywag Astrology. And today we're going to be talking about Gemini's um, transits or the, 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 bigger, the big planetary movements that will be happening for 2023, the horoscope for Gemini. Yep. And we recommend that you listen to this podcast or watch it if you are a Gemini ascendant. But if you're a Gemini sun or moon, you can also listen to it. Uh, but we recommend you read your ascendant sign. And we've done a video about that if you don't understand why listening to your uh, ascendant sign is more important. And we'll put a link to that below. And I'm going to bring up the details for. Gemini. There we go. And today we're starting off with the malefics first. Mars and um, Mars is known for, you know, the planet of, of separation, burning, bleeding, aggression, action, drive. Uh, you know, so there are good qualities as well as bad qualities with Mars. And this has been pretty much been in your uh been on your focus for a while because this has been in your first house for longer than it normally usually is and if anybody is close to gemini you would go yeah longer than it needed to be <laughs> <laughs> so this will be this will be it'll be moving out of your house um and, and into your second house so and it's 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 going to be out of there and it's going to station direct on um, January 12th. The whole, the whole period will end uh, March 25th and it'll, and it'll enter into cancer, but the shadow period, as well as the, the, the shadow period after it has gone retrograde is, is all in through March. So yeah. it will be in your first house until then and then it will on march 25th it'll go into cancer and that'll go into your second house and move right into your house of finances so that's what you can expect when when mars changes the signs yeah well um mars is usually in a sign for about six weeks or so and during 2023 it's going to move through other signs as well but because mars stationed retrograde in gemini which is your first house it ended up spending about six to seven months in gemini so it's been in your first house which is how people see you um and you might have been coming people might find you a little bit aggressive or hasty or rash over the last six, seven months, when that moves, that should improve. And because Mars was retrograde and will be retrograde up until the 12th of January, and it might even, you might find you've still got issues with this up until the 15th of March, things that you wanted to do, achieve, you know, things to do with your health, your vitality, your appearance, uh, or just how others view you might have been kind of like you keep hitting roadblocks it's like you just want to go forward but nope you've got to go back and redo these things or revisit these things so once it passed 15th of March that should improve you should be able to go a lot more faster and more direct than um, you have been uh, but once it does enter cancer on the 25th of March like Donna said it's your house of finances unfortunately mars there does tend to burn a hole in your pocket as 
Donna knows because she's a Taurus ascendant and they had all that going on in their second house. And yeah, it, it tends to kind of end up costing you more money. But lucky for you, it's only going to be there for about six weeks. Donna had it for like six or seven months. <laughs> I did. <laughs> and then you get we... used to it. You get used to that kind of energy. <laughs> You'll be glad to see the back end of it, though, I imagine. Yeah. <laughs> Very much so. And then we have the other malefic, which is Saturn. And Saturn's the planet of no. It's limitations and restrictions. It can also be authority. It can be good. It's, you know, making sure that the rules are followed and that everything's done as it should be. I think of Saturn as a bit like an old schoolmaster who wants everything done exactly right. But, you know, it's limitations and restrictions. It's been in Aquarius for a little while and it will actually enter into Pisces, which will be a new sign on the 7th of March. So it's been in your ninth house. So matters to do with overseas travel, foreigners, religion, beliefs, uh, the law, publishing, higher education. You could have been running into roadblocks, limitations, setbacks. You might have been trying to achieve something with this and you keep getting no, you know, you need to go back and do this. You know, this form has to be filled out in triplicate sort of thing. Once it leaves that on the 7th of March, issues to do with those topics should actually ease up a little bit. And 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 then March 7th, it'll move more into your house of what you're known for. So um, this is a house where it's not in its own rulership. So Saturn won't be as strong as it has been, but this is still, this, this, this could also be the foundation of, you know, what you're trying to build, you know, as far as, you know, your 10th house and what you're known for. So it, it, it can be good and, and it should be if you use the planet energy in a positive way. Yeah. And, and that's by doing, doing that hard work and it's, it's by doing that you know, that foundational stuff, because that's what Saturn's asking you to do. And if you do that, uh, I think Saturn will be less challenging for you. Yeah, I was just thinking like, while it's in your ninth house, this would have been a good time to, like if you're doing a master's degree or something, or, you know, becoming an authority or building that foundation in those things. Yes, it's limitations, restrictions and all that, but it's also building from the ground up something solid and reliable and you know it's going to stand the test of time so there is that um saturn does tend to be more problematic for people who are born during the night so between sunset and sunrise whereas mars tends to be more problematic for day births which from sunrise to sunset so if you're born during the night this might be more problematic for you and career-wise. You might be running into red tape, um, might not be kind of, you know, you think you're going to get that promotion and maybe it doesn't happen. But, you know, it'd be a really good time. Like Donna said, if you can use the qualities of that planet constructively. So if you use this to kind of gain that credibility, that authority, that 
build your knowledge base or whatever you need to do in the workplace. You know, there's no shortcuts with Saturn. You know, it's not, you kind of can't fake it till you make it. You've got to have the credentials here. You've got to kind of, you know, put in the hard work. It's about persistence. It's the time to put your nose to the grindstone. It's the, it's the hard work. It's the, it's it, the it shoulder really to is. the wheel. Yeah. And this might be a difficult time, but by the timing, because Saturn's in a sign for about two and a half years, there might be rewards. That's what I've heard about Saturn. You know, that after, you know, particularly as it's leaving a sign, you know, if you've done the hard work, you kind of get the rewards sort of thing. So there might be rewards coming from those ninth house matters um, and um, moving on into the tenth. Now's the time to establish that uh, reputation, kind of build that credibility, that foundation for your career regardless of what that career is or if you don't work public reputation you know but this would be a good time to work on becoming an authority in your field perhaps you know um taking on extra work um or you know this can also be you could have issues with bosses they're older yeah yeah or an age difference, which could be quite challenging for some older people with, you know, you, you have a younger boss, that can be quite challenging too. And, you know, Saturn is that kind of, you know, age difference thing. Yeah, that's the energy of Saturn. And it's going to be in the sign for two years, so mm -hmm. get comfortable with it. It's not one of those planets that, you know, It'll change. It'll, 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 you know, just hold your breath for a little while. You have to actually deal with this planet. It's. Yeah. There's kind of no avoiding it, is there? No, there's no avoiding it. <laughs> and then we have the big daddy of them all. Pluto. Pluto is about transformation and honesty and depth. Very much Phoenix from the flames. It's tearing down the old to rebuild better it's it's hard it can be quite i don't want to say traumatic but it can feel traumatic when you're going through it at the time but having said that everybody's going through it it's a generational planet um it's been in capricorn since 2008 and it's not actually going to be done with capricorn until the end of 2024 it's going to move into Aquarius in March in 2023, but it's going to dip back into Capricorn a couple of times yet. So if you've got planets or chart points at the end of Capricorn, he's not done with you yet. Um, but, you know, that's okay. No, and you, you, need, you need Pluto. Pluto gives you that energy of, of what is no longer serving you so you know mm -hmm. it is it is a challenging transit for sure it's not and it and it's it's one that you need to um you know pay attention to because it's it it does have that uh we're gonna throw this part of your life out <laughs> and but that is it's meant to do that it's it's meant to you have to you have to get rid of some stuff in order to let the new stuff come in and grow in your life. And that's how we grow. 
So without Pluto, we would, um, you know, we'd have jam-packed closets and, you know, nowhere to put our new stuff. So Pluto is that energy that gets rid of what no longer is serving you, brings in the new stuff. And it's, um, if you're a fixed sign, this is harder, but if you're, um, you know, with Gemini, you, you like that mobility, that, that change. Yeah. They're more adaptable. This might be a little easier. Yeah. Yeah. A little bit more adaptable. So, um, yeah, but be ready for it because that's what the energy of Pluto does is it brings in change and can be intense. Yeah, very intense. One good thing about this, um, Capricorn is actually your eighth house, which is one of the more challenging houses. It does tend to do with um, other people's money and resources. can also um, cover things like death. But the eighth house is a really, it's one of the more difficult houses. And you've had Pluto going through it. That's hard. So it's just about done. Yeah, it's going to dip back into that house over the next couple of years. But no, it's just tidying up things there. It's going to be moving into your ninth house. So matters to do with um, higher education, the law, publishing, uh, esoteric subjects like um, astrology, tarot. It's also our beliefs. It's uh, religion. It's foreigners, other beliefs and, and other cultures and overseas travel. So these are things that are distant or far or very different from us. So you're going to be you know, perhaps exposed to more of those, maybe some of your beliefs regarding some of those subjects are going to be tested and tried. So, but at least you're coming out of that eighth house energy. This should be, I think, easier. I I, I just think Pluto through the eighth must be like, oh my. Anything would be better. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that can't be easy. Right. It's definitely transformational. Yeah. And particularly, you know, if you've got um, planets in the eighth or early in the ninth, yeah, when Pluto comes along, it is a generational planet, but it's when it's making aspects, particularly to your um, inner planets, say your sun, moon, Mercury, Venus, Mars in particular, it's, it can be really hard hitting. And Pluto moves so slowly because Pluto will only move through a certain amount of signs in your lifetime. Uh, Pluto can be in a sign anything from 14 to about 30 years, depending on the sign. Uh, It's been in Capricorn since 2008. So it's nearly done. You're getting there. It's nearly done. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But, you know, one twelfth of the entire population is, is dealing with Pluto exactly where you are. So you're not alone. Mm-hmm. so yeah i mean matters to do with um shared finances and resources or loans taxation uh inheritances um death and mortality all these are issues that might have been not constantly the whole time but you know it's been in that house and those are the house topics and it's been transforming in some way your attitudes towards those topics. 
Yes. Should be, if it should be interesting, definitely a time to be journaling. <laughs> yes, it will be interesting because when it does first move into uh, Aquarius, we should get a hint of, you know, what the next, and I'm not sure how long it will be in Aquarius, but it will be a long time. Don't you worry about that. It will be a long time. <laughs> um, what the change will be. Yeah. Yeah. So, because it, it's going to, you know, keep going back into Capricorn for a little while, but yeah, you, you pay attention what's happening from say the 23rd of March up until when is it? The 11th of June. That might give you a hint of what's to come. Very cool. Very cool. All right. And so now we're moving on to the uh, the benefics and Jupiter is the greater benefic. It's the planet that gives us the big good stuff. So um, yeah, uh, this will be, um, this will happen. Uh, it's right now Jupiter is in Aries and it'll be moving into um, Taurus uh, May 16th. So that will be a lot nicer and you'll have the the aspects of um jupiter is known for um expansion optimism uh babies <laughs> be another one um but it, it gives it gives you the big the big stuff it, it tries to expand your world where where Saturn tries to contract it, Jupiter is there to expand it, expand your vision, expand your your outlook, expand your um, how you view the world. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, Jupiter and Venus, the two benefics, they tend to bring good things. Uh, Jupiter can go a little bit to excess. Um, just with uh, Jupiter going into Taurus, I would just maybe give a little bit of a caution not to go too far because the 12th house is the house of our undoing so it's really easy to go a bit too far because all the planets have their good and their not so good uh, qualities and Jupiter's not so good quality is it, it can expand so try not to go overboard in uh, indulgences perhaps sometimes uh, and Jupiter in Aries, you've got a little while, you've got up until May to make the most of that. Uh, it's in the 11th. Good times with friends, you know, expand the friendship group. Great for hopes and dreams. Um, yeah, and, and networking, people that can help you. Um, yeah. So that would be my only caution, just because the 12th house is a little bit of a difficult house. But it's also good for working behind the scenes. So if you can channel that into, you know. Um, study. Yeah, study, uh, wisdom, yeah, philosophy, yeah. Doesn't mean you can't have fun. Just be aware that there could be a tendency over the next year because it will be in Taurus up until the 25th of May, 2024. There may be a little bit of a tendency to go big you know so just a little caution and then we have venus venus is the lesser benefic that's because she travels pretty quickly so wherever she's bringing her good tidings and all that they're good but you know she's moving so much quicker so you know 
you got to kind of grab her while you can. Uh, she, we start with uh, Venus in Capricorn, which will be in your eighth house. So maybe over Christmas and that you kind of benefited somehow through partners or significant others. But from the 2nd of January, she moves into Aquarius, which is your ninth house. Uh, she'll be there to the 26th of January. Ninth house is uh, overseas people, foreigners, it's other beliefs, religions, publishing, law, all those sorts of things. Um, yeah, so there's chance of romance with somebody from another culture or country from you because Venus is not just um, affections, it's also values and beauty and art too. So you might find yourself more interested in those sorts of topics uh, between that time. And then um, when she moves into Pisces, January 26th, she'll be in your 10th house. And uh, I I liked this um, specifically because when it moved into my 10th house, it was, you know, <laughs> I want something in my, that, that inspired me to uh, continue on with my reputation. Anyway, um, this will be in your 10th house. So this will be a good benefit to, uh, to, to further your, your reputation and what you're known for. So this is a really good house to have Venus going through. Um, she'll be there till February 20th. And uh, yeah, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a nice house. It's a, it's the house where you're known for. So you'll get the benefits of, you know, through there. And then she'll go into the 11th house and on February 20th. And that's the house of groups and, and associations and your hopes and dreams. It's a good house. It's, it's, it's the house of groups and associations. And that's what she, that's, that's her, that's her trademark uh, character is to bring in that social aspect of your life. So that is definitely a a good one and then she'll move right into Taurus on March 16th and she is she rules that sign so this will give you a benefit um for the the inner workings I would think from for yourself you know because the 12th house is is behind the scenes it's what do you do internally mm -hmm. to move on just um with uh Venus in Taurus, because Jupiter is going to be in Taurus too. So we're going to have both benefics in the 12th house. And I was talking about just being careful of excess when they actually come up and conjoin or when they're conjunct might be a key time to kind of really watch that. I know Donna really likes when the benefics are making nice aspects and the conjunction can be, you know, helpful, but it could also be a time where it's very, very easy to overdo things. But, and she will be in her own sign, which is really, really nice. Um, but speaking as a Venus and Taurus, we know how to enjoy ourselves and overindulge. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, from the 11th of April, Venus will move into Gemini, which will be the first house, which is going to be really nice. Uh, when Venus is in your first house, you tend to be charming. People, you know, find you charming. You look good good time to you know get your hair cut buy new clothes all that sort of thing um yeah venus in the house is really nice and then um from the 7th of may to the 5th of june venus is going to be in cancer which is your second house this is your income finances and resources so there could be a bonus at this time maybe increase in income or maybe a gift or you know a resource 
So that would be nice. And then May 5th or June 5th, um, Venus is going to move into Leo, which is going to be your third house. And this is the house of your um, relatives, uh, your community, your early education, uh, how you talk, um, how you how you communicate with people. Uh, this is also going to be where Venus is going to retrograde. So this this aspect of your life will be revisited a couple of times and that's why it's uh retrograding or it's retrograding in your house and that is why you'll be revisiting these subjects is because venus is retrograding there um so you'll revisit um those subjects of uh you know what you do with your with your cousins and your sisters and your siblings and your early education that's this is where venus is going to retrograde just a note on venus retrograde too it's going to be retrograde from the 22nd of july to the 3rd of september but if we factor in the shadow period it's going to be from 19th of june to 7th of october uh not usually a good time to um start new relationships at this time um you know if it happens it happens but traditionally they don't kind of tend to last the distance so if you meet somebody between 19th of june and 7th of october you know maybe it's not going to be a long-term thing if that's what you're looking for yeah just something to be aware of but when venus is retrograde we tend to be reevaluating things like our affections our relationships art beauty and all our values so yeah so with venus retrograding in the third you know maybe our relationship with a sibling is changing somewhat you know maybe we've always kind of been this way and maybe we find by changing things up a little bit that alters a little bit perhaps or how we deal with people that we see in the neighborhood in the local area with neighbors you know maybe that changes somewhat good time to start a um beautification project in your community mm -hmm. from the 8th of october we've got venus in virgo which is actually where she's in fall so venus isn't as strong as she usually is in this sign that'll be from the 8th of october to the 4th of november this is in your fourth house so this is um your parents your home and living situation uh real estate matters you might be beautifying the home at this time maybe well your relationship with your parents or people you live with should be a little bit more harmonious at this time you know but it's in Virgo so Virgo can be a little bit nitpicky so you know even though it's all how it is do you know what I mean like it's going to be harmonious but it's not going to be as harmonious as say Venus and Taurus or Libra it's a different vibe but that doesn't mean that it can't be nice. Right. Yeah. We're it's Venus is still a benefic and, mm -hmm. and she does bring good things. So, mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. So, and then she'll be moving on November 8th. She'll be moving into Libra, her own sign. And this will be your fifth house. And this is your house of creativity and children, hobbies, you know, what you do for fun. So this is the great time for, for you, Gemini's yeah um, venus with libra in dignity in the fifth um and i mean that's her house for joy nice it is yeah very nice yeah 
this should be a brilliant time for you. Yeah. Really. Exactly. Yeah. Good for socializing. Yeah. 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 Uh, from the 4th of December to the 29th of December, Venus is going to be in Scorpio. So this is your sixth house. Sixth house is um, house of illness. It's daily routines. It's pets. It's service to others. Um, you might find at this time that this is a good time probably getting along harmoniously with people that you work with or people that you employ, or it could be a great time to, you know, get the, the pet, you know, right. get a new exactly. pet or to get the pet beautified. I'm kind of thinking, you know, depending on that time of year, December. Yeah. I'm just thinking of all those dogs that need you know grooming and all that sort of stuff but i should imagine that's a pretty regular occurrence maybe it goes a lot more maybe extra poofy for them palms <laughs> for the poodles maybe it's an easier time for that i'm not sure but yeah uh with the house of illness you know the sixth house is a little bit difficult so you know venus can bring a little bit of um lightness here perhaps perhaps there's some good news maybe there's something that you've been working towards and something, you know, improves at this stage. It, Venus is when she brings good things. So this should hopefully help out somewhat. And then December 29th, she'll be moving into Sagittarius, mm -hmm. um, the seventh house. So we'll be looking at, you know, getting a benefic from, uh, you know, your, your significant other. You know, this is a great time to, you know, have that Venus in in your in the seventh house yeah nice coming up to new year's and you know if you don't have someone maybe this is the time you meet someone who might be uh long-term potential but for established relationships and not just you know significant others and romantic partners but for close friendships or business partners the one-on-one -on -one interactions with others this is just a nice harmonious sign and it's fun Sagittarius is a fun right. sign. And, yeah. And Jupiter will be in its uh sign of Taurus then. So mm. lots of I mean it'll be it'll be really, really good. Yeah, it'll be interesting. They'll be in um mutual reception, but they'll actually be in an aversion to each other. Which is a yeah, shame. But Jupiter, the ruler, will be in the twelfth getting that benefic-ness from Venus. Yeah, but they kind of can't see each other. That's the only problem. I know. <laughs> I know. Oh, I will I'm, get showing, I'm showing my from... Capricorn ascendant here. Anyway, I can. <laughs> Venus is a... Donna is a Venus ascendant. And I'm a Capricorn ascendant. So she's ruled by Venus and I'm ruled by Capricorn. I'm like, nope, they can't see each other. And I'm like, yeah, but I can pull it in through be, through Jupiter. Yeah. Because I'll be ruling Jupiter. Jupiter will be in my house. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, true. So and... I will be able to. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. Um, <laughs> the eclipses for the Geminis will happen in the 11th house of uh, 
the, the solar eclipse is going to happen in 29 degrees Aries. So we're going to be changing the axis of where these um, eclipses are happening. Um, think about, think back about 18 years and where you were, and these might be the same subjects that are coming up or readdressed in a, in a different way or a bigger way. Uh, the solar eclipse um, happening April 20th um, is in your 11th house. So it, you know, that's the, that's where you're going to be, you know, starting those new things with um, groups and associations and, you know, people that support you. Yeah, it could be sudden, surprising events related to groups, friends, organizations happen at that time. Uh, yeah. We've got the lunar eclipse on the 5th of May. And this will be finishing out the... Um, Scorpio eclipses because we've been having eclipses in Scorpio and Taurus which are the 6th and the 12th house for you over the last year or 18 months or so and the 6th and 12th are kind of difficult houses but the eclipse is going to be moving into the 5th and the 11th and I mean eclipses bring sudden events you know eclipse people in and out of your life so at least they're, they're more fun houses so you know, who knows, you could, that, that solar eclipse of 20th of April might bring in some exciting new friends. Uh, that lunar eclipse in the sixth house, maybe it kind of draws a line under some illness or, um, yeah, it could be related to a pet. Uh, lunar eclipses, sometimes about endings. And then in the fall, we'll have the two eclipses. One is going to be October 14th. And that's going to be at 21 degrees Libra. And that'll be in your fifth house. So that'll be some exciting news um, that's going to be coming in through your house of creativity, which is nice. And then the lunar eclipse is going to happen in your 12th house. And that's going to be in Taurus. So you've experienced the energy of this before um, being in Taurus because we've had been having our eclipses in Taurus as Linda has said and this is going to be in your 12th house and it's going to be at five degrees of Taurus so this will be things that are going to be changing more inwardly mm -hmm. is that even a word I was just thinking that solar eclipse in uh, the fifth house that could be eclipsing in new babies could be because fifth house is also children so yeah yeah, it could be a new romance or new creativity. So, Absolutely. Yeah. It's a nice house. It is a nice house. Yeah. So that is Gemini 2023 in review. Uh, if you follow us during the year, we also do the full moon and the new moon uh, horoscopes. We go through the horoscopes for each sign. We look at the astrology of the full and new moon. And then we look at what's happening with the planets afterwards, whether they're changing signs, what they're doing to each other, you know, the aspects between the different planets. Uh, so, yeah, that would be great. Um, if you're not already subscribed, if you subscribe, follow, like, that would be great. And Thank Donna, you. what are and you doing? And where can people find you? I am at DonnaBeeAstrology.com uh, right through here. And um, you can get a hold of me. And there I you can look at um, that I do uh, natal readings, uh, year ahead readings, as well as horary and electional. And I also as well do um, work with crystals and uh, supportive care for healing. <laughs> 
Mm-hmm. And Linda, what do you do and where can people get a hold of you? I'm at Scullywag Astrology. That's astrology.scullywag.com. I do uh, natal readings. So I look at your chart, tell you, you know, what things you might need to watch out for, what, you know, good potential there is. Uh, I do relationship readings and uh, also year ahead readings. So, yeah. So thank you for listening. And um, please feel free to leave comments during the year. How are you finding uh, the different motions of the planets, changing signs, you know, whether Saturn and Mars and Pluto are giving you drama or whether Venus and Jupiter are bringing you luck. And um, yeah, thank you for listening. Happy New Year, Gemini. (laughs) Thank you. Bye-bye.